to the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by ARIA Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Now it's Friday for me. I don't know what day you're going to be listening to this, but really great to have on today's guest, James Maliaris, one of my clients and originally started as a client and turned out to be a friend, but one of the most driven, passionate and interesting people that I get the pleasure to be around on a fairly regular basis. So really enjoyed this podcast. He's got a really interesting background, as you'll hear from the accent, started his early years out in Australia and has pretty much been around the world since and really has an interesting perspective on creating corporate culture. And we get into that a little bit in this episode. So really enjoyed it. I hope you do too. Hey folks, welcome back to the Benefits Corner. Great to be back with you. It's Friday and that means generally for me I'm recording another episode and I'm always excited about recording these because selfishly it's my podcast and I get to invite on who I want and 99% of the time it's someone I like, respect, admire and I think I would call this person one of my friends. We've started working together and since become friends. James Maliaros, and I hope I pronounced that right James, uh, from My World Canada is on the show today. And really interesting background, and and we were chatting before the show, I used to read bios, and I I don't do that anymore, but I, I will ask you, James, because... I do my research and people will soon hear from your accent. Uh, You're Australian, so born and raised in Australia. Uh, You've been all over the world and you've been in all types of really interesting careers, working in the motion picture industry. You've moved to Toronto, obviously. You ended up in the UK at some point in your career, over to Los Angeles, finally back here. And I even noticed, you know, there was some professional soccer played along the way. So really interesting background. So maybe you can kind of tell us, uh, how did you end up getting to my world and, and working with me? Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me, Robin. Uh, always a pleasure. And yeah, certainly enjoyed working uh, with you and all the value you've brought to our company. I'm, I call myself a citizen of the world. It's been an interesting journey so far. And, uh, you know, journeys like this continue. My world was a great opportunity for me. Um, I just done three years in Los Angeles. And uh, it was tough because I was, you know, obviously still living here in Toronto. So I was sort of back and forth, back oh, okay. and forth. It was, uh, yeah. it was really tough. But an opportunity came up. I think what sold me on the company was um, outside of the fact that I really enjoyed meeting with uh, my boss. We had great chemistry and seemed to have a lot of alignment on how we saw business and how we saw things. And then I really enjoyed what the company was trying to do and the ecosystem they were building. So it was a good fit and it's been almost two years now, it'll be two years in November. It's been wonderful, just real wonderful. Um, So really enjoying it. 
I think that alignment's really important. And, and we were chatting before we started recording. My business partners that I've been with since 2005, we've always had that same vision. We've always valued those same things. And, and I think that's been one of the reasons why we've been very successful. And I would say that about your company as well. I was recently at a, an open house that you had invited me to and just chatting with some of the staff. Everyone was really excited and they all seem to be very aligned with the goals of the firmware. So that's exciting to see. So mm. you've got a really unique culture at the company as well. Yes. Uh, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've been in meetings with you guys. I've chatted with people in a more casual environment at the open house over wine and cheese and that sort of thing. And it is a very unique culture. And that's always very interesting to me because when I'm setting up a benefits plan, I'm looking for a long-term relationship with a client and I'm, and I'm letting them know that the benefits plan can be used in a number of ways. You're going to set corporate policy in the event something happens to one of your employees, one of their spouse, what have you. You're going to transfer that risk to the insurance company, but you're also going to use it as a management tool and help shape overall culture. So I'm hoping I'm helping you do that a little bit, but can you tell me a little bit about what you guys have done to create that culture? Because I think it is really unique and special. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, my, my cultural uh, journey began years ago when I was at Universal as, as, as an executive there. We did a lot of work with some cultural experts who came into the office and, you know, we, we had a vision of here is the type of company we want to build and here's why. And that taught me a lot and there were some really good tools that I still use today that helped me build the kind of culture we've, uh, we've got right now in my world. Further to that, when I went to Los Angeles working with this company, Omelette, I really witnessed uh, firsthand a cultural environment with, for me, it was just completely off the charts. I mean, it was really unique and learned a lot through that journey as well. When I got to my world, uh, it was very clear there was a lot of work to do. You know, the, the company was a little siloed. It didn't appear that there was any sort of unique culture or anything that the employees were sort of aspiring to do or to be. So the first thing I did is I literally wrote down through the experience I've had uh, a number of things that I wanted this company to be. And there was no coincidence. The first thing I wanted to do was create a place that was fun, right? My thought is if I can create a fun environment, a place that people can come to every day that feel that it's fun, because if that happens, you know, the work typically becomes really good. In fact, it becomes great. Mm -hmm. You know, if the work's great, um, we all win. So it literally, I, I built it on 10 pillars and, and fun was the first one. And the journey continues. I mean, I bring this culture deck out every three or four months when I do my town hall meeting. And it's just, it's a refresh. And it's important because a lot of companies sort of will go up and here's our culture and never talk about it again. Exactly, you know, exactly. Because it's, it's easy to do. We get distracted with so many things. But really, really focus on making sure it's front and center because we all own it. You know, we're all part of it. So it's built on 10 things, but it's largely around inspiration, a high level of empathy, a high level of engagement, and obviously accountability and respect and, and all those things. So the journey continues. It's been great. I've done a couple of internal surveys and again, the numbers are you know off the charts and you can feel it when you walk in. You, you know? certainly can. And it's not often, and I'll go just go back to your culture deck for a second. It's not often, and I've been in this business since 1996, I can't think of a time where I've looked through a culture deck and seen the word magic. Mm. Tell me about why is that in there? 
You know, magic to me, it's when inspiration, productivity, trust all intersect because you bring all those together. You do create magic. I agree. Yeah. I love, I love that was in there, by the way. Yeah. I love that. You know, and, and it's, you know, when, when people feel free to be inspired and get creative, that's when the magic happens. Um, you know, like yesterday we had a brainstorming session and we went in and, you know, I sort of followed a, a specific model I've used for many years in brainstorming. And again, a great example of the idea generation. That was, you know, the ideation was huge. It was magic that we were creating. So that's, that's a real important thing for what we do. Absolutely. So that culture then, I mean, is that why it's important? Because you're, is that the goal to get the most out of the people that work there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the business we're in is highly competitive. It's hard to find great talent. We pay market rates, you know. Right. Um, so how do you drive competitive advantage with that? You've got to have the culture to support it. You've got to create the magic. You've got to personalize it. And, and that's where kind of the health benefit plan really sort of was one of the first things I wanted to do when I came in. When I recognized the type of cohort I had in the office, which is about 70% millennial, I recognized, I said, look, you know, kids, I call them kids because, of course, you know, I'm a lot older now, so I've got millennial children. So I, I recognized very early that it's all about personalization for them. You know, anything they do, anything they consume. And I wanted to bring them a health plan that was a little bit more personal and carved out to their needs. Well, let's let's talk about that. And I'm, and I'm so glad you led into that because I look selfish when I do it. But of course, I want to talk about benefits. When you and I first chatted, what type of plan was in place when you first arrived? You know, Robin, it was your traditional health plan that, you know, most companies I've worked with in Canada had pretty standard, you know, you get your dental plan, exactly. you got a little bit of this, yeah. a little bit of that. It was okay, but certainly not what I wanted to achieve in terms of linking it to culture, yes. if that makes sense. Yep, exactly. So when we chatted, the big idea was, you know, how do we bring something, as I said, that's a little bit more personal, a little more customizable for the group that I had? Because, you know, I looked at it as not only one of the most important things, uh, but also as a tool for retention and attracting talent. And what's happened for me is outside of the fact that when I look at sort of the KPIs and where we are with the plan, it's great because it's working. More importantly, the the feedback, the engagement I've had from staff, absolutely just love it. And further to that, it's created a bit of a halo effect. They love to talk about it when they're with their friends and when they're out having dinner and with their families. That is not a topic I'd ever expect someone to be talking about. Out, out of, you know, out right. of the well, it's talking about a benefit Absolutely, because you know, because and, and I've heard this firsthand when you know you've got. I had this conversation with one of our accounts payable coordinators, you know, who's 24, 25, was out having drinks with her university friends and they're all working now and they're all talking about their careers and the health plan came up and they're like, well, yeah, it's okay, but it's, you know, so, so Prime just sort of raised this, well, this is what we do. And they're like, really? Oh my yeah. God. You know, like, you know, she had this big smile on her face, proud of, of telling this great story of this little company that, that does this. So... It just creates such a great buzz for us. And as I said, the halo effect is, is big, you know, really big. I'm super glad to hear that. And when you first approached me on this idea, it was very exciting for me because these are things that I've been hearing from my counterparts in the U.S. because they're a little bit more uh, ahead of us in, in these areas. 
And it's exciting for me to talk to clients, but a lot of clients are hesitant to move. So working with you and your team, you know, a very forward thinking team, obviously, I appreciate, especially as a broker, it's exciting for me to say, hey, let's create something new because you're right. If we walked outside of our door and walked to every company around here, chances are it's going to be a plan that has been in place for the last 25 years and nothing really has changed. So it's exciting to see what we've been able to do here. And what's really exciting is, you know, we're, we're kind of helping two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're helping the business itself because we're looking at longer term cost containment strategies. Yeah. We're also helping the employee who's saying, clearly saying, the traditional plan that's been in place for 25 years doesn't make sense for him anymore. I need right. flexibility. I need some customization, exactly as you said. Right. And we've, we've been able to deliver that. And for me to hear back from a client saying they're actually talking about this outside, I don't think I've ever heard that. Mm. So that's fantastic. And that's all well and good when you and I sat down and said, here's what we're going to do. Here's the approach we're going to take. But you don't know what the end result is going to be. And and the first taste I got back was at your open house when I was talking to employees. And I did get that feedback. People were excited about it. They liked it. But as you and I looked at the claims experience this morning, I mean, wow. I don't think I've ever seen such a dramatic decrease in claims experience on the the insured part of the plan. So... Yeah. 10 months in, I mean, to me, this, this has been a home run. So this has been yeah. fantastic. And it's, so thank yeah. you for putting trust in me working with us. And if you can find me 10 more clients like yourself, yeah. well, I'll just, I'll just have it made, I'll just have it made in the shade. So from your perspective, what's next? Is there anything else out for my world? Like where are you guys heading? Yeah. Yeah. No, good question. Lots. I mean, a lot of stuff going on. I see our business purely in terms of just headcount doubling in the next three years. We've got exciting products. We've either launching, have launched, or about to launch. I describe the company as a tech company because we build some really, really great products. So it's really leveraging our global power, bringing my world Canada to the forefront of the Canadian consumer and continuing to grow the business. And and you can't do that without all of the tools that we spoke about earlier, which is, you know, the culture, the right health plan, the right environments, because otherwise it just it just can't be done. So I'm really prudent when we bring new talent in. I, I probably overcompensate on interviews and so when I when I look at talent, I mean, you know, resumes are, are great because you know I, I know they can do the job. It's it's those soft skills and those other things that are really important because without those, it's hard to get the culture to fit, you know. So Agreed. But lots of stuff going on. It's exciting. It's an exciting time. The company's expanding. Uh, we're in 47 countries now, soon to be in 55. Incredible. Um, you know, it's just, it's terrific. So yeah, we're, we're very excited. It's so exciting working with clients like yourself as well to see that type of growth. I just want to go back to the point you made. You're, you're talking about the right fit in the company. And when I went into business for myself years ago, someone had said, the hardest challenge you're going to have is finding people. And I thought, well, how hard can it be to find people? Because you put an out an ad, you right. use an agency, you get tons of resumes back. And, you, and you're exactly right. You can look at a resume and say, hey, fantastic. But I think you're, you're exactly right. It's so important that that person fit in with your culture. And one of the things that we were talking about before the podcast is we have a vision for the company. And we are going to be launching that out to our staff, any supplier that we have, clients. Uh, but we are also talking about sharing that with a prospective employee. 
because I think it's really important that you buy into the vision of the company, exactly what you've created at, at my world. And I think that becomes very powerful for where you want to go as a company. Mm-hmm. So this has been fantastic. I appreciate getting to chat with you and, yeah. I, and I love hanging out with you yeah. outside of business as well. Exactly. Usually at this point in the podcast, I, I ask what book you're reading or what podcast you know, you're listening to, but something in your bio really intrigued me. So I'd like to ask you about that. You had said you like spending time among other things with your children, of course, and, and your spouse, but your treasured Martin guitar. So two questions. What is a Martin guitar? So I don't know. And why is it so treasured? Yeah, no, for sure. I, you know, so what is a Martin guitar? So Martin is a specific brand of guitar. They're probably uh, considered one of the best handmade acoustic guitars in the world. It originated, oh God, over 100 years ago in, uh, in the United States, uh, Wisconsin, I believe. And they have just continued to nurture and build guitars the same way they have. So they're not cheap. Vintage Martin guitars are quite expensive, but they're just they're just wonderful. And why it's so treasured to me, years ago I went back to school and did my MBA, and this was the gift that my wife purchased for me. Oh wow. And I, you know, I've got lots of guitars. I won't even tell you how many it's silly. <laughs> but I always wanted a specific Martin and this was the one. So so that's why it's so treasured and I play it a lot. Ironically, my son now, my youngest who's fifteen, has just sort of picked up the guitar and uh, he plays it as well, although he's very careful with it because, you know, I'm a little anal with it. But yeah, so that's why it's so treasured for me. Very, very cool. I don't have a musical bone in my body. I leave that to my wife. She's very artistically uh, gifted that way, but I'm very, I'm very jealous when I hear that. Well, thanks so much again for coming on the show. If people want to find out more about My World, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, uh, www.myworld.com. Our big product is uh, Cashback World, so feel free to Google us. We're uh, all over the place. And, uh, and thank you for allowing me to come in. And, uh, my pleasure. Sharing my thoughts. So yeah, my great. pleasure. Well, that uh, that uh, wraps up another awesome episode, folks. Really enjoyed the conversation here. As always, all of our shows will be put up on the Aria Benefits website, as well as iTunes, Google Play, and all your favorite podcatchers. If you need to reach out to me, I'm at rbailey at ariabenefits.ca, or you can join the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on the Benefits Corner.